0: And welcome to Theater, theater Thoughts. Th- th- Yo, I'm Ty Etherton.
1: <laughs> and I'm Kira Sweeney.
0: And we're two former theater kids, now turned forever theater adults. Whether we like it or not. And we're talking about all things theater, education, and the performing arts.
1: So let's get into some theater, theater
0: thoughts. thoughts. Kira, some what thoughts are you on up the to theater. right now? What have you been up to the past couple hours?
1: Stuff for going back to school,
0: back, and that makes me want to jump
1: off of a bridge. Respectfully, (laughs)
0: like I want there
1: to be water below me to catch me. But
0: But I want the fear.
1: (laughs) I (laughs) want. I want to be shitting my pants, (laughs) and I want the. I want to be like smacked when I hit the water, like smack. That is that is exactly how it feels. It's exciting. Like I'm very excited for the new school What's the timeline for
0: you? When do you, so when do you go back? You're, how I many, start, what's the countdown?
1: I start PD a week from today. And then I Work. have three days of that. So Thursday, Friday, and then Monday before we get students. But then the first Friday I'm gone because I'm seeing the Jonas Brothers in New York, as previously mentioned in the last podcast episode. So <laughs> I only have to do if three days of school alive. the first week. That's kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, but I've been moving classrooms and so... I have like a ton more space now, but like, yeah, your classroom actual... looks sick. Yeah, thank you. It's going to be, it's still a work in progress and it's going to be really awesome when it's done. But I, I just feel like a little bit like bummed that I have to spend my last few days of summer getting it back together, but yeah. I've been putting it off all summer. So it's my own fault. It's fine. <laughs> how have it, how has your um, summer been so far?
0: Good. I did school. We, I literally was filming. Oh yeah. You just got back from school
1: yeah. Last episode
0: was in Greeley, Colorado, and now I'm just, I have a couple, I have like two more weeks of summer than you, so I start mm-hmm. PD like two weeks from yesterday. Okay. And then, but I don't get no fall break, so while you guys enjoy your fall break, I'll just be waving from the windows. Waiting from a window. Whoa. That's
1: a great segue. What there are, are we two, talking of, about them. <laughs> there are two of them today. There are two of them. Gordon this movie. was also
0: in it. I think she played Zoe. And
1: Driven Hansen?
0: I think so. Y'all, we have a very special episode <laughs> today. We are doing not a script tease, but a no. movie a, tease. Reflection?
1: a reflection, a review.
0: R E V U E, a review. Ooh. Like performance? Honestly. <laughs> We could reenact um, this whole movie.
1: this whole movie was <laughs> literally just straight up moments from our
0: lives. <laughs> hey, we're talking about theater camp, ah, uh, the brand new feature film um that features uh, Noah Galvin, Ben Platt, Molly Gordon, jimmy tatro, um, and plenty more um that is centered around uh, exactly what the title states. It is theater Camp. Um, overall arching opinion on this movie before we get into it. We just saw the movie. What are your thoughts and feelings?
1: I think when we were walking out of the theater last night, my comment to you was that it's a love letter to theater kids.
0: Yes, I agree. This
1: movie, I'm sure it would be funny if you're not involved in the performing arts, but it definitely, you would not be as cackling or like, like cracking up as much as we were because we live it. Like we we yeah. were cringing and we were laughing, and the jokes were like hitting even more because it's it's so close to our hearts.
0: It was Catalina um, for sure.
1: I was I was losing it several times throughout the film and like I knew I was gonna like it but honestly I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to
0: yes same I mean we went in with like the idea of like this is going to be cringe core this is going Mm -hmm. to be we kind of went in with like preconceived notions that it was going to be bad but and and I think
1: I just thought it was gonna be very mid yes yeah
0: and I think what you, what we understood or what we took from it and, and ended up really liking it is that to someone that is probably not involved in educational theater for children, it probably is like, a, oh, this is just kind of like a bad movie. Like in no way is this like an Oscar worthy movie with like a very serious storyline. But for people that know exactly what these characters have been through, it is just hilarious. It reminds me of the old second city movies like best in show and waiting for guffman these movies that are just a bunch of comedians just making fun of characters that we all kind of know about and anybody that lives in that world absolutely gets it
1: yeah i mean i think people who like experience secondhand this lifestyle would think it's funny like i I think my dad would find it to be a funny movie because he's grown up now, like going to a bunch of these things, but hasn't actually had that like direct lived experience. And Um, hearing the horror stories
0: that you go through.
1: Oh, absolutely. But I don't think if you, if you had never ever stepped foot in a theater, I don't think you would find this movie funny.
0: No, I agree with you. Like Um, some of
1: the physical comedy maybe, but like it is, there are super niche references yes. and jokes and character types like we're gonna talk about here in a little bit um that like when you're like oh my god that person is like this person in my theater life it's yes. way more funny
0: yes so yeah. let's break down the plot I'm gonna start with a very brief plot summary summary courtesy of the renowned uh uh collegiate uh website known as wikipedia um (laughs) and just kind of give everyone um a background now listen before we get into any of this spoiler Mm -hmm. alert there will be spoilers we're going to break down the plot the characters and some of our favorite moments from the movie
1: so if you haven't seen it yet go find whatever yeah press pause find whatever theater near you is showing it because it's not it normal like every theater it is in select theaters in I think most every city so go find where your theater is showing it um, and then come back when you're ready to join the conversation after you've seen the movie laughed your butt off and and then enjoyed it
0: all right here we go so the really simplistic uh summary of the plot of theater camp is as summer rolls around, kids are gathering from all over to attend Adrian Axe, a scrappy theater camp in upstate New York. That's a haven for budding performers. After it's a dom- indomitable, what the hell does indomitable mean? Like renowned? I guess. okay. After it's a novel, yeah. After the iconic founder Joan falls into a coma, her clueless crypto bro son Troy is tasked with keeping the thespian paradise running. With financial ruin looming, Troy must join forces with Amos, Rebecca, Diane, and their band of eccentric teachers and students to come up with a solution before the curtain rises on opening night. And that's a very almost like a spoil-free kind of summary.
1: Yeah, but like the, the, when I watched the original trailer for the movie, none of the Joan plot is mentioned.
0: So let's break down that the plot way. piece by so piece. That so that just-
1: was like the surprise element yes. of the story was like them paying tribute to this woman and them saving the camp for her and like all this stuff because when you watch the trailer it's just showing you the funny like theater bits i like right. there's a lot more that they don't show in the trailer but like that was what was highlighted not the actual plot of well i mean the plot is theater camp right but the like story that they're using to uh give these characters uh a, something to work towards is the like whole Joan story.
0: Well, yes. and well, yes, and the, the a majority of like the actual plot that drives a lot of the story and all of these theater camp bits. Are not revealed in the trailer. So mm-hmm. breaking down the main one, right? Joan is this renowned. The, the Amy movies... Sedaris. Oh, so freaking funny! She's only in the beginning.
1: I was so bummed because I I heard her voice and I was like, oh my god, I love Amy Sedaris. And then spoiler alert: she's sitting in a production of Bye Bye Birdie and has a, like a seizure, seizure from the strobe lights. And then they like cut to another like text screen being like she's they make you like want to believe that she's dead for a moment and then they tell you that she's in a coma
0: right and so then that really spearheads the drive of um troy who's played by the jimmy Jimmy tatro and he is not a theater person whatsoever but because his mom ran this summer camp he has to go run it and we find out very fast That it's, like, run down. It's on the brink of financial ruin. And that, like, if they don't get their shit together this summer, they're going to lose it to the competitive uh, camp next door. But it's not a theater camp. It's not like Camp Rock vibes. It's just like a regular summer camp. But they want to buy the property. And so he's got to figure out a way to save it.
1: Was this your first time being exposed to Jimmy Tatro? Or did you watch American Vandal?
0: I know American Vandal, but I never watched it. But I knew how funny he
1: was am a huge Jimmy, Jimmy Tatro fan like I watched American Vandal I watched the real bros of Simi Valley like I and I mean he he plays a similar character in everything he does but I just think he's a, so funny um and I thought that he did a really good job like being the like outsider character and like having funny stories and like bits from that but also like he did give it some decent amount of heart near the end there yes you were like oh like this guy's trying and like he has zero clue what this world is like because he hasn't been involved um but I, I really did enjoy his character. I thought he was hysterical.
0: Well, and throughout the whole thing, like he calls all of these theater people weird and freaks and all of this, but there's also something really heartwarming about his character the whole time because he knows that his mom is this weirdo and freak, mm-hmm. and he's doing it all for his mom, which is very cute and very sweet of like, I'm going to try to keep this alive the whole time, and I'm going to. There's a bit where uh, Molly Gordon's character... Uh, acts like she can speak to Joan in this coma and he goes and tries to speak to her and is like I don't know what to do I'm trying my best that's when he reveals to everyone that he basically sold the camp um Mm -hmm. but I think he does a really good job of um being close to all of these people and like being like yeah whatever you guys are doing like get your life like you go and and do it um, in a very sweet way that he's also removed from it. But that's yeah. plot number one. Plot number mm-hmm. two centers around Ben Platt's character, Amos, and mm-hmm. um, Molly Gordon's character, Rebecca Diane, in which they've been camp counselors for what is presumed to be years.
1: They're basically the tie and Kira of yeah, this real. particular <laughs> camp.
0: <laughs> they really are. Um, and they have been best friends. She had a crush on him, but then he came out. <laughs> But I don't, that's not like us. Um, but, um, and they're kind of leading it all, but they kind of go through this weird, there's this really big plot point in which they both wanted to be performers, but they're codependent on each other.
1: And that's another part of the plot that they don't reveal is they write an original musical every year. Yeah. So this... This summer that the movie follows them through, they're writing a musical called Joan Still, which is a tribute to the life of their fearless leader, Joan. Um, And I thought that that was really smart rather than having them do like an actual musical. Because there was a lot more... Um, like intricacies they could look at in terms of like develop like writing songs and developing like themes and characters that like how do we just watch them put up like a production of beauty and the beast I don't right. think it would have been as engaging um, well, and you're watching I'm sure they could have come up with stuff but
0: yes but you you you're watching them, them the whole time try to manage doing this together while dealing with like their own shit right? Molly mm-hmm. Gordon's character. They they talk about performing a lot and how both of them applied to be uh, Juilliard and that neither of them got the call back. and they're just going to continue doing this forever because they're together. But you see her leave uh, Amos or Ben Platt's character in the dust a lot. And you're kind of like, what is she doing? Why is she leaving him? Why is she not coming to rehearsals? She misses certain things. And then you find out that she got booked for a cruise line which so many people <laughs> that, was that was so funny.
1: theater That was because so I was like game. yeah
0: that's what happens um yeah. and then kind of figure out you know uh, uh Ben Platt's character kind of and we'll talk about like his character in more depth but like his character's kind of like well you can't do it because I'm not on it and we've got this mm-hmm. and and she has to kind of decide like do I stick with this person that I've been sticking with for all of these years or do I pursue my own dreams and what does that look like and and what example am I setting for all of these theater kids which
1: mm-hmm. is quite
0: funny yeah. um, uh, so hey. go ahead
1: oh they also are like putting up actual production so you see them like cast for Cats yes, Crucible Junior and there was one more I thought
0: damn or yankees it just
1: Oh, yes. Damn Yankees. Yeah. But you don't actually see anything from that. The main, like, story and show that they follow is the Jones still cast.
0: Well, so let's talk about some of the other characters that are, like, the counselor types. So, obviously, it would be remiss to not talk about Noah Galvin, who plays Glenn, who is the technician. And we'll talk more about his portrayal. But he comes in at the end um, and really uh, is involved at the end of the show.
1: I think he was my second favorite character yeah. i i like i started liking him more and more and there's a lot of foreshadowing in yes. terms of like him getting specific like little moments of screen time where they like allude to the fact that like yes he's this techie and he's like the tech director of the camp but he's also a really like talented performer he just people just don't see him that way um but i thought he did a really good job like giving his character the like techie energy yes
0: yes yeah, um, we'll talk about all of those also, little elements.
1: Well, also still like holding his own in terms of like coming up with like silly quirks to like make yes. him like, oh yeah, I know that type of person.
0: Yes. Um. Some other really prominent, uh, theater camp counselors is you have Owen Thiel, who plays the costume designer, um, with long nails, and one of my favorite lines in the show is while they're doing auditions, um, they no, say, "No, it's the, it's
1: like the welcome." It's, like, literally the first day he well, oh no. like, welcoming everyone.
0: That one's funny because he introduces oh. um, everything <laughs> and says, uh, also, I can't do live piercings anymore because we have a narc, yes, uh, Cassie. And then points to a little girl and goes, <laughs> Cassie so is narc, and so we can't anymore. Um, but I also love when they're doing auditions and he goes, um, so I see here that you're allergic to polyester. Why? why 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 he
1: also has the line at the end of during like show circle before the opening night of jones still when he's like i was really mad at what was that oh yeah
0: he was like i was really mad and furious at you all um 24 hours ago but i've gotten over it i'm over it now he and,
1: had a lot of like little zany lines like yeah. he didn't have a ton of screen time but like when he was there his character was like you were watching for him and wanting to know what he was gonna say
0: oh absolutely um you also have nathan lee graham who plays this very extravagant choreographer who also throws in some one-liners something like um if you don't get this specific dance move you're um going to be waiting tables or be in a go-go box somewhere in hell's kitchen or something like, like yeah that to was all of these so- kids very funny um and then finally you have the new camper uh, or new camp counselor who completely lied on her resume uh Janet yes. who's played by um Ayo Edie Berry from uh The Bear who is so funny um and she kind of teaches the kids about stage combat and masking <laughs> and all of these different things that absolutely she has no experience in teaching um but just kind of pretends and goes along with it and she's very much the grounded camp counselor character
1: I think I was, yeah, she's like the straight man, but also not at all.
0: It's like the gym helper, but then there's moments where she also is as crazy as everyone else. The
1: mask bit. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't think I've laughed harder than when she was just goofing around with us. And then she was making them act with them on. And that also had me howling because she was like giving them a really elaborate backstory. And then it was a, it was the Kardashians were silent.
0: But it was a kardashian <laughs> prompt it was like you're gonna be the manager and you're the mom and then all of you are um media moguls and you all have the same you all your names start with the same letter and oh my gosh your show your show got canceled your show got, it's back it's back your show's back and it was so funny watching these kids do all of this
1: because it was pantomime
0: it was all pantomime and it was so yeah funny. that
1: was so funny yeah. Um,
0: when we come back we're gonna break down some of the theater stereotypes that we saw in here that really added to the humor um, and talk more about our favorite moments when we come back to the Sundance Film Festival before it went to um movie theaters. Um and, and I it just It was wanna... based on a
1: short film, correct? Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um and so it premiered back in 20 uh or January of this year. Um and then Searchlight Pictures um picked it up and I love this comment. It received generally positive reviews from critics, which i mean i feel like that's it like it was generally positive um it's made over eight hundred thousand dollars in the box office um which i guess that's really good right yeah for like
1: a small like niche film yeah yeah it's great
0: so yeah um okay let's break down some of the theater theater stereotypes Um, that you saw in this not just the camp counselors but also the specific campers because we haven't really touched Mm -hmm. on any of the campers and there's a lot of stereotype of like theater kids in this too that are absolutely Mm -hmm. hilarious so what are some of your standout moments of these stereotypes
1: um I think Darla wasn't that her name Yes, I think she's the first one that like I was like oh yes you know this girl where she's like really talented really pretty but none of the like teachers want to recognize that or give her like the praise that she deserves because she's just like oh she's Darla she's talented she's beautiful so she's then always Ben's been the Platt character. yeah, yeah Ben's, Ben Platt's character kind of treats her like shit and like just because he doesn't want to like feed her ego is kind of what I was assuming, or being like, yes. oh darling, there's a lot more to just being like pretty and being the lead right. like girl. Even though she was like genuinely one of the most talented, one of the like he didn't want to cast her as the lead in their original musical. But she was the obvious choice because she was right. the most talented. Um and then I loved the little girl, the like really yes. small one.
0: Who's like a 10 year old
1: but is so talented and, like, so, like, on it, like, way more yeah, her like, intelligent than, like, even some of the kids, like, who are several years older than her. She just is, like, one of those kids who's probably booked since she was, like, Molly and Annie. Exactly. And has just been, like, in show after show after show. But she was just so cute, so talented. Like, I I was just, like, I've taught many of you. And I I love those girls. They are so cute, so sweet, so hardworking.
0: We also have the Troy Bolton uh, archetype. You have a boy who you find out that he has has gay dads. who he yes. definitely is not a theater kid. Um, But what I love about his character is he's very talented. He has the chops mm-hmm. for it. He can sing really well. He can act really well, but he doesn't have any of that confidence because this is all kind of new to him. And he's surrounded yeah, by he all these people. Yeah, he doesn't have the vocabulary. Are, yeah. And they're all so cutthroat that he's kind of like, what is going on? But towards the end of it, you see that he like really falls in love with it and was like, thank you all for giving me the chance and like letting me be a part yeah. of this. And and he, he grows in confidence
1: he sings a Post Malone song for his audition where all the kids are like singing like theater rep and Jimmy Tatro's character like starts dancing and singing with him. That was pretty funny. Oh, I thought that that was, was like, a really good choice in terms of like giving that like straight boy in theater edit. But I don't think he was like over exaggerated. He was just like a cute, sweet, yeah. like innocent boy there's like that one part where he was like playing football and the other kids get mad at him and he's like yeah what they just were like none of the kids at our camp could play football and I wanted to prove them wrong and I was like oh that's so cute which
0: is so typical it's so funny we had so many of those kind of kids in our summer program this year that I think is so funny where it's like during break time they would be like throwing a football around and all the other kids are like sitting there judging them silently and I think that's so funny to put that in Um, And then, of course, you had the
1: gaggle, the three little gay boys, and they were iconic. I was obsessed with all of them.
0: They are the true theater stereotype little gay boy who theater is everything to them. And they're going to say how they're feeling in every single moment. And it was so funny, some of the one-liners that they had, like when... Troy is ever on the mic they like don't even pay him any mind because they're like oh you don't even know theater you don't know any of this and then the minute Ben Platt's character gets on the microphone they're all like oh yes absolutely Uh uh-huh they know exactly (laughs) the the people that they need to suck up to um and I thought that was hilarious
1: and then my our favorite moment from those characters was when they of course save a camp dance it's actually like a mixer with the other camp and that, that whole scene was actually really funny to me. Very
0: funny, yeah.
1: Um, where it shows like these kids like painting their nails and like putting on blush and like like elaborate eye makeup. And then they pan out and it's the three gay boys in the bathroom. And then they cut to the tech girl who was another stereotypical character. Oh, so character. funny. But she was so funny, so deadpan, like never smiled the entire time. It's just like slick back pony, round glasses, deadpan, the entire time. And she had some pretty good one-liners. Um, I, and she's like Noah Noah Galvin's little like sidekick.
0: Yes. I love when they're um, doing the spotlight thing and she goes, this is really easy. Because that's how I feel like a lot of technicians are <laughs> where the, a lot of the time they're like... Why are we trying to make this harder? This is so easy. Like, come on, yeah. give me something that's actually Yeah, and then
1: she gets the iconic cue the cocaine line. <laughs> during the musical, I was like, get yes. it, girl, I love it. Um, but no, so they have, they're showing the little boys put on their makeup, and then they cut to her in the girl's cabin, and it's just her putting on chopstick and then, like, <laughs> smacking her needs. lips. And I thought that was so funny. But then at the dance... They have two kids do like a they like go over to some of the kids from the other camp and oh, they yeah. like slap and punch each other. And the other like camp, one of the other camp counselors from like the opposite camp is like reacting to it. And then Janet walks up and they all like take a bow. And
0: yes, and the the camp counselor at the other uh theater or the other camp is like, really, do you think this is appropriate? And she goes, no, this is art. This is art. <laughs> So Which, good. Also, it wasn't even stage combat; no. it was a real slap. She
1: slapped. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I know that that's what Janet taught her. And so <laughs> Janet's like, no, this is this is for art. This is for art. Um, and there so were little good. bits of that the whole time. There's this one funny moment where Troy is trying to raise money. So he invites this group of old men from the Rotary Club to have a dinner. And he was all like, oh, we'll just have the kids be all the caters and like bring out the food. Oh, and the God. kids are all like, so this is a scene study. So this is a scene study. And she, one of the little all girls. about
1: this scene?
0: <laughs> One of the little girls is maybe no older than like ten years old, and is like, "Would you like bread on your roll?" And also to hear about how I lost my three kids in the war, and you're like, "What?" <laughs> and they're just doing all of these death scenes and all of this, and then at the end of that scene, the president of the Rotary Club goes up to Troy and is like, "This is really an... This is
1: really triggering."
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you. I think he said we had someone who had flashbacks to Vietnam. War. Vietnam. <laughs> And also you're having little kids serve us alcohol. I think that's illegal. And Troy was like, my bad, my bad. Yep. I yeah. But he's trying. So it was, it was really funny. Um, all of these stereotypes come out with these little bits. Like there's certain little bits that all of them do that is all really great. Like when they're introducing the kids, they talk. Troy is talking to someone and they're like look at all of these little clicks and you have like the Fossy kids and I remember he said when they snap at you it's not to get your attention they're just, it's just in the vocabulary yeah, it's
1: <laughs> that's what he said and I was like that's so funny
0: you yeah. also have um the kids doing like warm-ups and and trading throat coat as like a drug deal
1: <laughs> when he's like smelling it and he's like, and he's, like I can tell this is genuine. This is authentic this is ge- throat coat. <laughs> that was so funny. So the stupid. other scene, you have to look it up on YouTube, is the doping scene. Because that is one of the clips that they've released from the movie. And I swear to God, I laugh out loud to it every single time. It has not gotten old yet. Well, and there's I've so many moments. Like, yeah.
0: So set the scene. So they're finishing a scene in which both of the characters are crying and they finish mm-hmm. it and everyone's like, give him a round of applause, give him a round of applause. And this little girl who, the little girl who definitely played Molly as a young girl and mm-hmm. she is like on top of her shit. She's taking all of these accolades until Molly Gordon's character, Rebecca, goes. You see goes, her like, re-
1: like wiping her her hand on her sleeve. Yes. And then you hear Rebecca Diane like leans over to Amos and is like, she's using And then she runs up to the stage and rolls on, like, log rolls on her side to stand up.
0: Which is so funny, the different ways people get onto the stage. Because that's such a theater thing. And then Ben Platt's character follows and jumps up onto the stage a different way. And they walk up to the little girl. Yes. They walk up to the little girl and they go, put up your hands. And then they smell her hands. And they're like, tear stick. Tear stick and she pulls it she's out. like i
1: swear it's just chopstick and then rebecca diane starts putting it on
0: and that's while... why ben platt is going listen yeah, well ben I'm, platt is like i'm not mad i'm just furious <laughs> 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 and so and then the straight boy the ben troy bolton character starts,
1: like crying and the he asked like, oh what it
0: is and another girl goes oh it's a menthol uh eyeliner that helps you cry and then rebecca diane goes into this full monologue which is so hilarious
1: yeah Yeah, about how tear sticks is doping for actors and do you want to be the lance armstrong of the show and it's just too good too funny like and then she
0: ends it with going we for we we forgive you we forgive you and ben blatt's character keeps going but we never forget We'll never forget this moment. <laughs> and it's just so funny the the <laughs> performer to director pipeline where it's like make it as dramatic as possible. Like how can I yeah. pull focus in this moment?
1: Another part that I loved was when the lady like announces over the like camp intercom that the cast list are out and then you just see the kids like running And then you see, like, all their reactions. That was also, like, a great You have kids jumping for joy.
0: You have kids, like, in the corner, like, all mopey. It is so real. The writing is fantastic. And what's so funny Mm -hmm. is I'm sure so many of these kids, I know all of these adults are all actors. So the ability to connect to all of this is absolutely freaking hilarious.
1: And then, like, during the tech week, they just keep, like, radioing Noah Galvin's character and he's just like you see him running back and forth between like the various different things fixing all this stuff um that was also really funny where like you you know how you feel like there's like a million jobs to get done during tech week and they of course only have one tech director while they're trying to put up four shows I guess (laughs) um and so he's just like running around with like various props and that was that was really funny I was laughing a lot of the one point where he just starts barrel rolling to like get down the field faster yeah I also
0: love when there was the smoke machine was going crazy and so he runs in and fixes it and something that is so techie lore is that once he fixes it he turns to the Asian girl who's also the technician and they do this like half ass high five which like when you fix something and they're just like we did it and just like a simple high five is the funniest thing because i've seen so many technicians do something and they're like nice nice and then it's yeah. on to the yeah. next thing that's how it yeah. always is um we're going to take another break and when we come back we're going to um kind of break down what this whole movie kind of means um uh continue talking about all the funny moments talk about the heart of it um that we've already mentioned so far Um, and tell you why you have to go see this movie when we come back.
1: Why they have to go see this movie, assuming that they have it, but they should have.
0: Oh, yeah, they should have already
1: seen it, but that's okay
0: listen you need to go see this movie again yeah
1: you gotta go see it it's so good
0: um we're back by the way uh yeah. and I remember in the first five minutes of this movie turning to you and turning to Beth and and saying to everyone and I was like I'm actually gonna love this movie aren't I because from the get-go um it it sucks you in amy sedaris's character is recruiting no it starts with the
1: montage it starts with a montage of a bunch of kids and that had me howling yes because you can picture the div and like they must have gotten permission from just like random people on the internet who have their like really bad old theater like videos on um to like put this together but yeah i that started and i was like laughing and I was like yep this is this is this is good this is gonna well, be really and we fail
0: to mention that it's mockumentary style where yes. it's their fo- a camera crew is following this these people around talking about this theater camp so you don't have anyone really doing like um what are those called uh not floating heads uh
1: professionals
0: uh, yeah it's like a confessional um you don't have anyone doing that but you do have them like referencing towards the camera every now and again Um, to kind of like keep that lore alive of like this is a documentary um, this is not us like seeing from like a bird's eye view how this is going on like there's Mm -hmm. specifically a camera crew there um, and that kind of is so funny how it influences certain people to act a certain way I think that really pushes like Ben Platt's character to really be as dramatic as possible because he's like Mm -hmm. I really want to show off that I'm great because you know what where this mockumentary can go is going to be phenomenal
1: remember when the little girls are like crying and then he like is like h- take harness this trauma and use it next time <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely after that they finished so the show funny. yes
1: that was so funny um so i think we should talk about the ending of the movie because I, I kept like wondering how it was gonna all wrap up yes um
0: break it down for us i
1: i thought the ending was so sweet
0: yeah I like thought so too. i
1: literally i literally was like this is this is yes this is perfect like like I said like it is a love letter to the theater people um so you have like the whole you know selling the camp uh plot line you have the whole Rebecca Diane admitting that she's she wants to perform plot line um and this whole time like Amos's character is feeling really lonely obviously he's also feeling really um like excluded or yeah. let down because Rebecca Diane is supposed to write the finale to Joan still and has been sidetracked and so every time she hadn't shown up for other camp responsibilities he assumed that she was writing this finale Right, and so they like have this point where they like start snapping at each other at rehearsal and then he's like okay let's hear the finale and she like gets up there with like her like mandolin or yeah, I think it might is even also be a an funny, instrument but... than that um, and she just starts, like, improving this song, and um, it's it's kind of a mess, but, like, you get kind of where she's trying to go-ish.
0: But it's so um, on the cusp, like, off the top of her head, and there's yeah. – the, she mentioned – I think the, like, phrase is something of, like, um, camp is not home, but it, it, but it kind is. of – is kind of it kind of is like that's yeah. like it. She's it's mumbly, but but you see where she's going with it.
1: Yeah, and so then they she finishes. Ben Platt gets mad because of, he could tell she obviously made it up, and then they have like a falling out moment, and they're kind of unsure if the show is gonna happen or not. Are they gonna have an ending to the show, X Y Z? And then there's like this whole other short little side plot line with darla getting like a an audition for like a movie or television show
0: something along that and so because she doesn't know because the fate of joan still is up in the air she decides to leave camp early to go pursue this because Mm -hmm. the fate of joan still is it's not happening right But all the kids kind of band together. And it's so funny because it's led by Troy, who doesn't know theater whatsoever, and is Mm -hmm. like, listen, this is what's going to save. Because he finds out that when he sold the um, camp, there was a contingency that was saying the camp is sold if you declare bankruptcy. Only if they
1: foreclose. Yeah, Yeah, or Or, foreclose.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was like, oh, if we don't foreclose, then... We can keep the camp alive. And so we should do yeah. the show. I have some investors from my t- TikTok influence, YouTube, whatever yeah. that are going to come and they could maybe help us out. But we've got to finish the show. And he the whole time he he has these interactions with Glenn, where the, the techie and at the end, he fully goes, Glenn, I know how you're going to help this situation. And then, boom, mm-hmm. we set the scene of the fin- the performance of Joan Still at the end of camp with all the parents coming.
1: Yeah, so Ben Platt, like, opens the pamphlet and sees, like, an insert. And I literally saw the little tiny, like, piece of paper and was like, I know exactly what that is. That is a, like, in this performance, this yes, person will exactly. be playing, yep. like, tiny little piece of paper. And then you see him, like, storm out. And then you see him yell at Darla and then she thanks him for like telling her to pursue whatever else. And then she's like, it's going to be fine, whatever. So then they start doing the show. The little girl who is playing young Joan is doing a great job. People are starting to like it. Uh, they have like this cute little tap number, which I loved because that was so oh yeah like classic theater it was like, we have to put a tap number in this.
0: Keeping in mind that all of these kids are also talent, like it's not just like the movie; like they can all sing oh. and dance and act for days. Yeah. They're all giving their performance.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so that, and then in the middle of that song, they reference Joan growing up, and so they all like gather round for like a big re- like character reveal, and then they pull away. And spoiler alert: <laughs> it's Glenn Noah's Galvin's character. In drag as old Joan, and it's iconic.
0: Tapping and singing and tapping doing and singing it. and
1: doing everything. Yeah, and then they have this fun like '70s number. That's where the like cue the cocaine line comes from.
0: They're, because they're, they're like all getting put into drugs, and then Joan goes, "Wait, no, little kid, don't do cocaine." And like they don't, and the kid is like, and then they're like, me, "You
1: Joan. should be a teacher."
0: And then Joan's like, so, "I know what I'm gonna do."
1: And then it goes to the finale where Joan is like the, uh, where Noah's dressed like the Joan that we saw at the beginning of the, they also live stream. <laughs> oh, that yeah. was also so funny.
0: So during the performance, they're going to, they're live streaming it to Joan who is in the hospital in a coma. And then after yeah. the finale, we find out some more about Joan which will reveal um, after we set the scene.
1: So then uh, Noah Galvin is, like, walking around. It looks like a stage. There's, like, a ghost light and, like, a ladder. And then he says something about... There's, like, a little tiny monologue. And then a girl walks out and starts singing the improv lines that Rebecca Diane was doing when she was performing the finale. And then it's it starts to change, but then they still use the same, like... Camp is home, but it isn't. But it is, uh, like little um, line that she came up with, and then it it actually ended up being such a beautiful, sweet song.
0: Right. And Amos runs up to Rebecca. Diane is like, you finished it. And she was like, yeah, I finished it for you. Like, I'm going to carry out this this thing. And then that's how they tie up during while the kids are singing this finale song. They tie up the end of that plot where he's like, I want you to go perform. I'm going to still be here. And she's like, I'm going to come visit you. And and they mend that relationship where they can still Mm -hmm. be in each other's lives and still be so dependent on each other for so many things, but they don't have to be codependent on each other, which is a really sweet way to wrap up that one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then yeah. it ends with a big finale. Um, and all the kids are smiling and cheering and it's awesome. And then there's words where it's like the investors didn't pan out. They actually are being um, uh, Investig- not inter- Investigated. <laughs> Um, But the funniest thing is throughout this whole thing, in order to make some extra income, Troy has rented out one of the cabins to this random guy as like an Airbnb Airbnb. and he's there the whole time. And it turns out he's loaded and he came and saw the production and then he gives the money. And so the camp is saved. And at the end, they go back to the live stream of Joan and it turns out it's not
1: Joan. (laughs) It's not
0: Joan. It's some random woman who's like, I love it. And then at the very end. of the movie, Joan wakes up and is yeah, like, it's like, what's going on? No, she
1: like, jerk, she like jolts out and she goes, don't let Troy run the camp.
0: <laughs> and the lady is in the room next to her and is like, I just saw your whole life. Like, I awesome. just, it was great. <laughs> um, and so it kind of alludes to the fact that the camp is going to be okay. Everyone's mm-hmm. kind of doing their own thing and everyone kind of is happy at the end. And it leaves you with a warm, fuzzy feeling of just like, oh, mm-hmm. theater can be saved.
1: I think the I it just left me with like the, the the same feeling that you get at the end of every production where you're just like this community is just like so full of love and like as chaotic as it can be as ridiculous and over the top as it can be at the end of the day like everyone genuinely like loves and and cares about one another and it's yeah campus it reminded home, me of it, the
0: finale song of fame where it's like bring on tomorrow we can't wait
1: yeah it was a classic like (laughs) like heartfelt ballad yes finale yeah super cute
0: um okay so any other moments as we start wrapping things up are there any other bits that you remember that have to be taken care of
1: Um, the, the girls doing the across the floor, um, bot maws in a square. It's so good. He said a line about like, those are Cassie bot maws. And then he said another thing to one of the other little girls, but I don't remember what the second half of that line was, but that one had me cackling because he like called that one girl and was like, yeah, he was like, those were Cassie bot maws. And then he said something to the other girl that was like a diss, but I forget what the second half of that one was. But that one I was loving because I was like, this is so dance coded. It was everything.
0: At the beginning of the movie, Troy is talking to Gavin and is like, "Um, so what do I need to know? And they're like, well, there's so many straight plays and there's so many musicals. So we're going to have to put um, the uh, straight plays on the back burner for the musicals. And then Troy goes, Okay, uh what are straight plays? And Noah Galvin's character is like, well, there's straight plays and then there's musicals. And he goes, Okay, so what would be considered a gay play? And Noah Galvin's character goes, I I I guess, I guess musicals, which I cackle because I'm like, yep, yeah, yeah, it doesn't get gayer than a musical, for sure. Yeah. Um, bottom line, this movie, though, is incredibly like cryptic in the way that it like was filmed and it was kind of marketed it just kind of like a trailer came out and we were all kind of like what the hell is going on it is actually a pretty great movie I was saying what's so funny is that there's I said this is a movie I can watch like every couple of years and just laugh and cackle at kind of like those second city movies they're just so hilarious Mm -hmm. um why do you think people need to see this movie
1: I think every theater person needs to see this movie. And if you're if you're a theater parent, you should also see this movie. If you're a theater spouse, you should see this movie. If you're like if you are related to someone who has done theater in their life, you have to see this movie. Yeah. I if agree. you're if you're not a theater person and you want a glimpse at what our
0: crazy
1: <laughs> life is like? Yes you should also see it. I think it's a great movie for everyone, but like I said at the beginning, it is very niche and it is a total love letter to the theater kids out there. Yes. Um so like you're going to get more out of it if you come from that community, but it is a great funny um you know, like new type of like you said it's it's a very nostalgic type of comedy yes, but also it is. but also it's very new at the same time. Yes. Like I I don't know how to like explain that, but I don't know I just enjoyed it I left the theater with a smile on my face yes I agree
0: you
1: know like got some good belly laughs and just like had a few hours where I could escape um and and just like relish in the like joy of our of our lives as crazy and wacky as it is it's 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 fun it's the best it is
0: so funny yeah <laughs> definitely go see it like kira said it's not playing in every theater so you really have to be specific where it is you have but to do your research make the drive do it and, and absolutely go see it
1: yeah we this was my first time in an alamo draft house theater shout out to the alamo draft house oh
0: yeah that shit is nice
1: they're so nice oh and our we... <laughs> my favorite was when the guy like brought us over with like I, I was making, like, some weird, like, dance funny comment, and when our waiter came over, and he's like, oh, so, you yeah, you guys were the theater kids, and I was like, oh, shocker. Well,
0: you and we were also out. out of a theater with, like, 80 seats. It was the five of us, and one other person came by themselves and sat, like, a few rows ahead of us. So, yeah. it's not a popular movie because it is for the theater kids. It yeah. is a niche.
1: But it was he gave us free popcorn. So shout out to our I don't even remember his name. What I don't was his name? His
0: name. I, I, yeah. I'm gonna say Tanner or something is something yeah. along that time.
1: Shout out to him.
0: Love it. Hey, yeah. we want to thank you for listening to. And this if you're episode. Jimmy
1: Tatro and you're listening, I love you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, you can hear more um <laughs> uh, of these crazy, outlandish episodes um by liking following and subscribing clicking the little bell so you get a notification every time a new episode comes out we have new episodes every other week so make sure you follow us wherever your ears are listening to this
1: do you think we should ask if we can be in the sequel
0: we are the sequel i'll just film theater (laughs) i'll just film camp next year that's literally us can we be the sequel we are the sequel honestly the character types are not too that far off like
1: no like we'd be different enough
0: yeah exactly <laughs> exactly hey if you want to see if we have a chance at being in the sequel you can definitely follow our podcast instagram <laughs> at t h e a t r e
1: pod the thing not the place
0: and definitely dm us your favorite bits if we missed any of them or just talk about our bits because these are things that are definitely going to be ingrained in our conversations <laughs> For the upcoming weeks, that's for sure
1: Yeah, absolutely
0: Hey, yeah. we thank you so much And we can't wait for your ears To hear another Ravishing
1: Um <laughs> l- gig- Giggly
0: Theatrical
1: And Joan Still
0: <laughs> Episode of <laughs> the. Five, six, seven, eight. Thought. Growing up, all I wanted was to pop off. Don't trip, trip. We gon' get it chopped, chopped.
1: Yeah, yeah. When I say go, you don't stop, stop, stop. stop. You belong in the light, fine spot. I right from the top, then
0: it pipe, down, nah, nah, nah. Everybody to the right, you thought. That's what I thought. You would thought, thought, thought. I couldn't.